I am your host, Antoine Medley. Join me here on the Force Pivot Podcast as I, along with guests, explore how we ride this roller coaster called life. How we try to deal with the force pivots of life that we all face each and every day. No life is lived in a straight line, and learning how others deal can be therapy for us all. Listen, subscribe, and share our show with others. Let's go. Hey, good evening, everybody. It's Antoine Medley, the host and founder of the Force Pivot Podcast. I want to welcome you guys to another show. Um, if you haven't, please go check us out. Go check out our past shows. You know, this is episode 22. So uh, I got a good good number of shows for you to go check out. A good, good number of people, interesting people sharing their stories about how they overcame, how they continue to overcome, how how life has sort of twisted them left and right. But, you know, we're still here. You know, we, we try our best to stay on a, a on an upward trajectory, you know, versus a downward trajectory. But, you know, I, I live a life thinking that, you know, no, no life is living a straight line. I mean, I, I've, I've thought that for a majority of my life and, and, and my, my life is that way. You know, no, again, nobody's life is lived in a straight line. If you know somebody whose life has been a straight line, you know, I'd be I'd love to meet them. But again, I want to welcome you all to another show. Um, it's been about a week and a half since we did our last show. And again, this is episode um, 22. So, you know, I'm glad you're here because we're, you know, I, 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 I've mentioned in some episodes prior, you know, I didn't really know how long my season was going to last. You know, season one, episode what? Where are we, we going to go before we get to <laughs> season two? So I kind of put myself on the clock to say episode 25 will be the last episode for the season. And then, I, you know, I may take a break if I, you know, for a little while and then and then come back bringing more and more guests. But, I, you know, I just need some more time to to build up my queue of guests. You know, I've had some very interesting people you know, on the show for the last last 20, 21 episodes. And, and and I'm looking to make sure I keep that funnel full of people that can provide a good a good um, some good, good nuggets of, about life and about their life. Um, and hopefully, you know, people will hear what they have to say and take take, you know, if it's one little thing from what they said to go out and do something for their own life. You know, I think that's all for the good. You know, because I think we all we all need positive influences around us where we can, you know, find find positive words of encouragement where we can take and, you know, make some force pivots in our own lives. You know, because sometimes sometimes the force pivots have to come from within, you know, sometimes sometimes the good Lord Almighty forces us in, into into areas where sometimes we may not feel it's it, it's a good area to be in. But, you know, um, you know, I, I think it's it's all for for our good. You know, even though sometimes it's, it's bad places and they're, they're hardships that we have to have to deal with it to come out better on the other side. But I've got a good guest set up for us tonight, um, you know, and, and, and this is a brother who, you know, I, I've never met this brother. We both went to the same college. We're both graduates of, the, of, of Virginia Tech. And but but again, I've said in the past, I'm sort of a lurker. I watch people. Um, and I watch how they operate. I watch how the things that they do, the moves that they make. And and I've, I've been watching this brother for a little while. And um, <laughs> so, again, I've never met him. <laughs> this would be my first time meeting him. But but he, he's this kind of brother that I would that I that I want to know. You know, he, we're, we're we're very similar in some of the things that we do. You know, he, he's got some passions that are very similar to mine. Working with young people, and. Um, you know, but this is going to be our first time really holding a conversation. Hopefully, I know I'm going to get something out of it. <laughs> I'm just hoping everybody else gets something out of it as well. So I'm going to go ahead and bring on our guests. So, you know, our guest tonight will be Mr. Dwight, Dwight Vick. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Uh, thanks <laughs> for having me on. I'm, 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 I'm great. I'm doing well. Good, 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 man. And like I said, I've been been watching you and then a friend of ours mentioned you. And I was like, yeah, you know, you know because I, um, you know, you know, Terrell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I knew, I knew, I knew her husband down here in in, in Raleigh. Um, had a good chance to meet that brother, good brother. And then I've, I had her on my show as well. And um, I instantly thought about you because I, again, watching the work work that you've been doing, man. So, so t- t- tell us a little bit about about where, where you're from. Where were you before you got to Blacksburg? Where, where were you? I'm from the uh, Virginia Beach area. I'm a proud um, 
Tidewater guy. I'm from the 757. So I grew up uh, <laughs> in Newport News in Hampton. Started off in Newport News and then moved to Hampton. And um, it just was a great time back then. Um, um, grew up around the water, grew up on the peninsula. Um, you know, those summers in Hampton were great. We don't get the winters like we do up here where I live now in Northern Virginia, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's it, it gets cold, but we don't get a bunch of snow. So it's a it's a tourist spot, but it has some some crazy spots too. But um before I before I went to the Berg, I was uh growing up in uh Tidewater. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with that, man. I'm I'm a Virginia native myself. I bo- I grew up in a southern Virginia. My hometown is Halifax, Virginia. So if you Halifax. get on Highway 58 and come come west, you'll run right through Halifax on your before you get to Danville and yeah. even further down that way. So yeah, I know about Halifax. <laughs> Yeah, born, born and born and raised there, man. Before I made my way to Blacksburg, so, and again, I think you, 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 you came in. I had left. I had left right, probably right before you got there. I graduated in '94, so I don't know. I don't know what year you got there. What year I got you? there in '94. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yeah, I so got I there in '94. Mm-hmm. So I, good. Um, yeah, got there. I was, uh, I was part of a big freshman class. Well, for the uh, black community, anyway, at that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's right. <laughs> uh, that was a big freshman class. So, where, where, where'd you go to high school down down in Tower? Oh, uh, Hampton High, very, very well known for their sports, especially uh, their football. So, um, I played football and basketball in high school. Football was uh, my better sport. Ended up getting a bunch of scholarship offers by the time I was in eleventh uh, grade, and um, you know. Hampton High School, our colors are red and black and red, white, and black. Um, red and white, really, but, you know, we're going to add that black in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, went to Hampton. I'm a proud, you know, the Hampton High Crabbers. I remember I would meet people from Virginia Tech that weren't familiar um, with Hampton High. They were familiar with Hampton University when mm-hmm. my mom went, and I, they were like, why are you guys called the Crabbers? And I was like, um, we are big on seafood. I mean, we're surrounded by water. So, like, <laughs> you know, crabbers are actually a profession. People do crab, crab right. and shrimp. And shrimp. Um, right. So, I mean, I thought it would have been more funny if we were named the uh, Hampton High Shrimpers. So, <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, anyway, but yeah, I went to Hampton High, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my, my grandmother lived in Newport News, and I have, you know, some aunts and uh, and an uncle down there, and cousins. They they all they all went to Warwick, Warwick High School. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Warwick. Yeah, we used to play them Newport News. We used to play yeah. them every year. Still play them, but I mean, I'm not down there. But yeah, uh, Warwick, a uh, great great high school. Yep, I've been right. I've been to Warwick so many times. Yep. Well, good. So man, look, you so you landed in Blacksburg, um, and you 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 play ball there. You know how, how was how was that experience? I, I knew I know how my experience was being a non-ball player, but how, how was your experience there as a ball player? You know, man, um, it was phenomenal. Um, first year was hard because it's an adjustment going from high school to college. It's a maturation process. Um, you know, physically, mentally. Um, but it's like I didn't pledge. My dad is a Q. My mom's a Delta. Um, you know, I thought about it a few times at Tech, but um, the reason why I didn't ever did it is because, I mean, Virginia Tech football, even now, served as a brotherhood. So, I mean, like, you have teammates that take you in, and they're big bros, and there is a little bit of a hazing process your first year. <laughs> We're not, like, taking wood or memorizing the Greek alphabet or anything like that, right. but right. We, we're memorizing plays, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, no, nah, for real, all jokes aside, man, you know, um, playing at Tech, man, you know, I was part of something special because I got to Virginia Tech in 94, and in 93, they just kind of got good. In 92, they were terrible. They were 2-8-1. and one. Mm-hmm. So in 94, like, we just started doing real well. Then 95, 96, 97, it just got better and better every year. And then all of a sudden, you fast forward to – 19 years later, they had a great, great run, great program. So um, I feel like I'm part of something that's bigger than myself. So um, mm-hmm. my time at Tech was um, in football. It was it was it was elite. It was special. It was I mean, there's so many memories that are embedded in my mind where I'm just like, yo, this is the time of my life, man. You know, you're traveling to Clemson, you're going to Miami, you're playing at, um, you know, 
uh, other schools. I can't even. I, I froze right there. What UVA? <laughs> um, you know, so like you get to you really get to see the you know the country, right. um, and uh, it was just it was it was a humbling and overwhelming experience in a good way. Right, right. So let me ask you this: How much? Well, and you said it was kind of overwhelming your first your first year. I mean, the, you know. How, how much of a forced pivot was that? I mean, it, you know, you I mean, was life very different? You know, because I know they probably had you guys on. I mean, you know, the team. I mean, from, from just from, from the outside looking in, you know, you guys are always on a on a, some sort of regiment. You know, I, I know a lot of ball 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 players I knew back in the day. You know, they were they were in summer school. You know, it's like you guys were in this in this life that you just had to constantly. It was just a constant grind. The pivot I had to get used to was. Um, you come from an urban area like Hampton, Newport News, Norfolk, Portsmouth, and Chesapeake, the 757, the seven cities, um, where I went to a diverse middle school, but my high school was like 86% black, mm-hmm. maybe more. <laughs> and I grew up on Shell Road in Hampton after leaving East End, Newport News, the same streets that uh, my cousin Michael Vick is from, Alan Alvis and all of that. So you come from, you know, I don't even like using the term the hood, but you come from an urban environment and you go to Blacksburg and I love Virginia Tech. I love Christiansburg and Blacksburg, but you know, it was uh, a very, very different culture where you had, um, it wasn't even about just white and black. It was Ethiopians there, people from Ghana. You had people from Afghanistan, Iraq. Mm -hmm. You had people from New York, New Jersey, from Oregon, Seattle, and you know, (laughs) It's <laughs> so that was a forced pivot. I remember a funny story late in my years at Tech, might have been my fourth or fifth year there. I was doing a group project for one of my sociology classes. And um, I remember I was the only guy because in that field, it's like always just like one or two guys, right? And um, I was, we were talking about our spring break plans. And I said to one of the young ladies, I said, Oh, yeah, you know, spring break, you know, what are you going to do for Easter? And she said, excuse me, I don't celebrate that day. So she kind of got nasty with me, not like she wanted to fight or curse me out. And I was like, yo, what you mean? Like, what, you know, what's this energy about? And she was like, I'm, I am a, I'm Jewish. And I was like, oh, you know, where I'm from, man, like, if we don't, in Newport News and Hampton and places like that, we don't separate white people. You know, we don't go like, are you Irish American? Are you, uh, you're white. I'm from Hampton. <laughs> you're white. You're white. We don't. Right. Do, right. Which right. box? Which box do you check? Right. So I was like, "Oh, my bad." I, you know, and I'm not even really trying to. I really just try to make conversation because we were waiting on one of the girls to finish her part. Mm-hmm. And but then, then we had a great conversation about what the Jews believe and um, things like that, and the difference between Christianity and the Jewish beliefs. And it was, you know, it was actually very educational. And mm-hmm. that's the benefit of going to a school like Tech because my mom and dad are products of HBCU. So it was a pivot in the fact that I had to learn how to adjust, not assume, not guesstimate, right. not judge. Not that I was ever a judgmental person, but you had to understand that there were a lot of cultures there and people that may look one way like, yo, know, you know, but I don't know how it was for you. I know you were ahead of me, but Tech had a lot of Africans, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, what's, you know, you see a black face, you're like, hey, what's up? And they would just sometimes, some of them would just look at you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you had a lot of East Africans, you had a lot of um, yeah, Western yeah. Africans, you know, number, yeah. number of students from Eritrea, you know, mm-hmm. um, all, all, all over the map, all over the, all over yeah, the place. Yeah. So that was an adjustment, man. That was a really, but, but Tone, um, at the same time, man, it was, it was cool because, I ended up meeting a lot of guys from Ethiopia um, and, you know, later in my years at Tech. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have classes with them or you see them one time and you just start making conversation. It really was great. It was a grow. It was great for me to grow. I really got a chance to grow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say same here. My hometown, Halifax, Southern Virginia, it, you know, it might have been it might have been, I don't know, 60, 40 you know, close to mm-hmm. 55, 45. I mean, yeah. you know, so coming to tech, it wasn't, I, I, I didn't feel as much of a culture shock, you know, coming from Southern Virginia, mm-hmm. you know, my, mm-hmm. my hometown is, is a big County. Right. Mm-hmm. And so even though being such a big County, we, we only had one high school. So, you know, mm-hmm. we were all in there together and, you know, you, mm-hmm. you had your white friends, your black friends, you know, whatever. 
So when I landed at Tech, same thing. I mean, there's just so many cultures there that if yeah. you if you if you were if you if you open yourself up to it, you know, you, you could learn a lot from a lot of people. You know, yep. you know, I mean, hell, I mean, even even meeting, um, you know, black kids from Northern Virginia, you know, that that I mean, they were they were different than Southern Virginia, right? They were That's different. A great from, point. <laughs> so you know, even meeting kids from Richmond, you know, I, I knew I knew more about some you know some young young people out in the Tower World, but just because I had family there and I was there a lot, and like some of them streets you talked about, you know, like my grandmother's house was on 50th Street, right mm-hmm. off of uh, I think it was Jefferson Boulevard, Jefferson Ave. Jefferson Avenue. Her house is right off 50th Street. So we were running and then sometimes we'd be running up and down, you know, Jefferson Avenue, man, sometimes. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it, you know, it's good. I, and I, I agree. I mean, you just have to open yourself up and you could have you could have got a lot out of that. Mm-hmm. So so man, look, when 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 football ended, right? So you played football all your life. You're you're in a big major college playing football. So when football ended, T- t- tell us, tell us about that, because I know that had that had to be, you know, I mean, for some people it it, it, it could have been difficult, but it, but if you laid a path in front of you, you know, it, it might have been easier. So how how was your transition? Um, there were moments. Uh, my transition was rough in some aspects and beneficial in the other. Mentally, it was rough because you've been used to doing something. A majority of your life but at the same time my mother and father my mom has a master's from Hampton university my father about four years ago three years ago got his phd he went to norfolk state for undergrad virginia union for masters and then his liberty for his phd so i've i understood that you know eventually you're going to have to hang up the helmet in jersey so in a lot of ways um I, I knew that my next chapter was going to be a profession outside of football, but at the same time, you know, like a lot of really good to great athletes, you get a feeling that you can play at the highest level. And I had a you know chance to play with the Baltimore Ravens, free agent in minicamp, got released after minicamp, and never got back in the NFL. But I wasn't distraught after a while because eventually – I begin to look to look forward to what I'm doing now. And even at tech, I I uh, put myself in position to network and I knew I was going to do what I'm doing now, which is a licensed therapist. I didn't think I was well, I knew I wanted to have my own business. I, everything I'm doing now, I said I was going to do back in the day at tech. It's just that I thought I was going to be done after like a six year career in the NFL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that six year career never materialized. So then it was like, okay. So the, the part that was really, really hard was that that mental depression you go through. You don't really feel like a failure, but you kind of go through, you get tired of everybody asking you, why are you home? And why you didn't, why didn't you make it? And, you know, um, man, you know, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? And it was, you just get tired of answering those questions, especially when you go back home. And then the job market, and, the, you know, it's probably the same way in places like, you know, Dinwiddie and Danville and, and Harrisonburg. Tidewater has a solid job market, but it's an industrial area. It's the shipyard and military. Right. Right. So people in Tidewater get jobs and never leave, you know. So that's how I ended up in Northern Virginia. My then-girlfriend, now my wife, was living up here, um, working where she works now in Tyson's. So for me, it was just one of those things where it was like, um, I got to figure something out. So I kept applying for jobs in the 757, Hampton, Norfolk, Virginia Beach. I couldn't get, I got interviews. Remember one crazy time I got a job interview in Virginia Beach at an independent living program. And at, at the end of the interview, I said, um, you know, she asked if you had any questions for her. I said, yeah, when will I know? Um, she said, oh, well, we got 90 more applicants to interview. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm wow. out. Man. Yeah. So. Right. The hard part was living off of credit cards, living back home. Even though I love my mom and dad, they've been married 50 years since December. I got great parents. When you go from being on your own for five years in college, having your own apartment, when you move back home and you're working as a substitute teacher, um, you're tutoring, it was like, man, I ain't got no money. And I was also like, I'm, you know, on top of it, my father's a preacher. So like, you know, my father's like, you going to worship? You going to worship? I'm like, man, I don't go to church like that no more. <laughs> and um, I wanted to stay up and go, you know, party and hang out. 
and I would get the rental car and drive from the 757 where I'm from to Northern Virginia where my wife was living at the time, my girlfriend. And it was just a struggle. It was like, and the best thing I did, um, Tone, was to um, to just leave. I had to get out of there. I started, I wasn't in a sunken place, um, yeah. but going back home was not a good look because everything felt like I was going backwards. The job market, the job market was horrible. Um, and then I started hanging out with people that I still love to this day, but they were doing the same things we were doing back in 92, 93. And now right. it's, it's now it's 99 getting ready to be 2000. It was 2000. So I ended up, um, you know, going to the same spots, you know, the bowling alley and Fridays and Target and Walmart. And I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not going to hang out at these little fake happy hour spots, bro. Right. So right. I ended up, I ended up true story, man. Um, after several months of being home, you know, uh, I just packed as much as I could in my dad's 89 Buick <laughs> that he let me borrow. And I borrowed it and I put the rest in storage and I drove up here to Northern Virginia. I drove to Manassas and I stayed with my wife's uh, best friend and husband. And I lived in their basement and I got a job the next day working at a temp agency. And that, again, you know, that life after football wasn't so much rough because I knew it was going to happen. It was rough and dark at times because you had to be patient, you had to be focused, and you kind of had to understand that, okay, now it's a new chapter. Mm -hmm. so the same, same effort you had to put into being an athlete, you had to be, you had to put it into that corporate world. Right, right. So, mm -hmm. so, I mean, that move, man, um, just packing it up. I mean, that's a, you know, that's that's one of those folks in the road. It's just like, look, I, either I'm going to do this or I'm not, and 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 you force yourself to because you 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 have to force yourself to pivot to better to better you, right? So you say, I'm, I'm moving to Northern Virginia. I'm gonna better myself, you know, because if I don't, then you know, you you just don't know whatever you 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 would have missed out on. So. You know, yeah. I commend you for that because when I came out of school, <clears throat> I came home. I stayed in Blacksburg for a couple of weeks after graduation. Then I came home. My dad and my brother came and got me. So when I came back to my hometown, I stayed at home for two weeks. You know, all I had, all I had was some graduation money, my clothes, and that Virginia Tech diploma under my hand. <laughs> and, and actually, I didn't even have that <laughs> because I owe Virginia Tech some money. So the jokers gave me an empty envelope, right? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so I had you know, empty old money. They they held yeah. it. I had an empty envelope. So, but, 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 you know, but, but on paper, I had that degree. And so I, I landed home for two weeks, man. And I bought me a train ticket and I had a bunch of my boys and my homeboys and cousins that lived in Atlanta. And man, I jumped on the train and moved to Atlanta, man. That, that was, that was my target anyway, but it's just like, I'm moving down here. All I got are the bags in my hand and, and a little bit of money in my pocket. And I'm going to go down here and make it happen. What happens. That's a good thing. And, that's that, and, that's that stepping out on faith. <laughs> same, same with you, man. Same yeah, with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and look, and look, and but see, at the time, I didn't have a girlfriend, right? So here you are. You got a girlfriend. You just moving up to North Virginia. You got a girlfriend. You unemployed. You got your bags in your hand, and, and she's and she she's hooked you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's funny you said that. My wife uh, at the time, my girlfriend was the one that said, you know, she just could feel feel the frustration. Like it got more and more frustrated. And she was like, let me talk to some people. So I had other options. I had her best friend, Missy. And then I had um, some other friends, Keisha Thompson. Her and her mom were living together. They said I could live with them. And then it was my um, other friend, Tyrone, longtime best friend since middle school. It was like, you can stay with me and him with his, him and his wife. But I went with Missy because um, they their kids were young. And they had the space and it just made sense because they lived in the same city as my wife. But yeah, she she looked out. She was the one that advised me to start moving forward because I was at a point, man, like I was trying to get an apartment with my cousin down there. But the job market was so bad, we probably would have ended up losing our apartment because we didn't have enough money. I mean, you know, it's funny when you want to work in certain areas, they make it difficult, yeah. even if you have the degrees. That's the other thing, too. You come out of college, you know, you're in your early 20s. So everything's like, oh, you must have three to five years of experience. Right. You know, 
I mean, your resume, your resume looks so bad. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you know, you, you try to make it look good. And it's just like when I mm-hmm. landed in Atlanta, same thing. I landed, I came out of tech with a degree in economics. I landed in Atlanta, man. I had a, I had a, a minor in math and statistics. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to break into the actuarial field. Man, mm-hmm. I couldn't get I couldn't get my foot in their door for nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the same with you. I jumped right into I'm working for a temp agency. You know, I worked for them a few months, man. Bought my first car. You know, mm-hmm. I floated around to to some of my home. I was sleeping on sofas all around Atlanta, man. Wow. You know, until I got my own apartment, man. And then and then, you know, and then, you know, I, I met my wife when I was in Virginia for two weeks mm. after graduation. So, you know, but we were just distance friends and she didn't want a long distance relationship. And then we got into a relationship and then she was just like, well, you know, after after, you know, a couple of years, she's like, well, I'm moving. I'm, I'm moving to Atlanta. I'm like, OK. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got I got to get this apartment. I got to get my, my I got to get my name on on the lease. You know, I got mm-hmm. I got I got to have all this stuff ready. I'm like, this girl moving moving, you know, a few states to away to be with me. I'm like, okay, I, I got to make this thing right. Yeah, yeah. You know? But yeah. But so what? So so next, I mean, you, you decided to go back to school, you know, you know, what what, what did you do there after after you you mm. got to Virginia for a while? I worked um, at actually the temp agency put me the next day I got a job. They put me at the same consulting firm where my wife is, was working at. Okay. So that was all God's doing, man, because, <laughs> you know, we ended up commuting to work together. I would ride with her. She would get the HOV lane. So that worked out great. And then um, I was working out trying to stay in shape, but I knew I needed income. So I applied for some jobs and eventually I got a job from a group home. Um, and I took the job and it was a huge upgrade in salary, but it wasn't looking back. It wasn't great money, but it was much better than what I had, you know, making like $12 an hour, at a, you know, as a temp. So I did it, man. And it was, um, it was great, man. And I just started working and, um, in order to stay active, I played like adult flag football, some semi pro, but I began to really start getting into my field of expertise and that's counseling, mentoring and you know family therapy all that stuff in the groups group homes i worked at and then um you know eventually i just started working and there were days there were years um before we you know we got engaged and we got married in 2001 but even during that time i was working sometimes two even three jobs Mm -hmm. so i was working you know sometimes i would get up get up at work and go at 5 30 in the morning i was working at a jail or prison in, in Prince William County in Manassas. And then I would work there till about eight or nine. Then I would go over to my other job, my main job, and work there from um, eight to four. And then I would leave there and see two clients in my third job from five to eight. <laughs> so, I mean, I was I was hustling. I don't even know how I did that, man. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, you, you were hustling. Yeah, so I did all that, man. And then um, next thing you know, I noticed that in order for me to... Um, move forward in my career i had to get a graduate degree so um i started off at the virginia tech campus here up in northern virginia falls church the falls church campus is the one that uva and virginia tech shares and um i started off doing that i majored in marriage marriage and family therapy um and the lady told me it was going to take me seven years so i took like two or three classes there and i loved it i mean i was in there and i was like i'm already in the field i just need this master's and then right. Shorty told me, she was like, well, it's going to take you about seven years, you know, with your hours and your practicum. And I was like, seven years? That's like I medical like, school. I, exactly. I was like, nah, because all my peers in that, that graduate program were younger, 20-something-year-olds. I was knocking on 30. So I was like, nah. Um, so my dad, I hit him up, and he was like, you should try online. A lot of... Um, a lot of programs have online degrees now. At the time in 2007, it was not as prevalent as it is now. So I was looking online. I was looking at Seton Hall up in New Jersey, Virginia and Virginia Tech. UVA had like two or three programs. Most of their stuff, you had to be in person. And then he said, you ever tried Liberty? And I was like, the joint up in Lynchburg, the you know, the conservative? I was like, man, I ain't trying to be around all that. <laughs> and then he was like, no, nah, no, nah, check them out. So I went online and I applied and I got in. Same program I was doing at Tech, they had. And I mm-hmm. was like, all right, I'm going to rock with this one. 
And honestly, man, Tone, I loved it. It was great. Liberty, I had to do five intensives. Intensives are where you go to the campus and you're there for a week. Mm-hmm. And you, you live in Lynchburg for a week. You can stay at a hotel, whatever. And then you come back. But you're there Monday through Friday. And you're in class from like 8, 7.45 till 5 p.m. You got homework or whatever. And then you got to go back and finish your other stuff. But 95% of the program was online. And don't get it twisted. Online graduate programs are not easy. Um, yeah. I learned a lot. And, and I loved it. And um, ended up getting two masters. I got okay. a master's in marriage and family therapy and another one in um, human services with a specialization in family therapy. So all in all, I have four degrees, man. And, you know, and then I shortly after that, um, after I got those masters, I got my license. So it's been a, it's been a crazy, crazy journey. But every year I get better. Like, you know, like I get better and I get wiser, yeah. I get smarter. Um, that's the thing I take pride in. Yeah, I, I appreciate that because I, um, you know, I, I I got to a point. Of, I've been working in the IT field for the last twenty, mm-hmm. gosh, twenty five years or so, and mm-hmm. um, and I, I kind of wanted to do something different. And coming out of IT is like, okay, what can I do different? So I had to. I felt like I had to reinvent myself, and um, you know, I went I went and start doing 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 some other things as far as learning and self teaching, and then I said, well, you know what, I'm going to go back to school. So I, I went back and got my MBA. So I'm with you. That right. online, that online thing is not, it's not for the the faint of heart, man. Because I, I finished my MBA back in 2019. It was it was a two year nice um, program, man. It, it was a grind, and you know having you know having to have my kids and my wife, and you know, it, it, I mean, it, it, it was a grind. But I know for me, it was just so, it was so good. You know, when I when my, when my daughters could see me walk across that stage, man, it just did me. You know, it just it just it just lifted me up. But, you know, you, you got to at that times you got to make a decision. Right. I mean, because that was that was something you know you had to do. You had to say, I'm going to do this. You know, you, you can't stumble into these programs and think you're going to be successful. you got to make a decision. <laughs> going back to school is major, man. <laughs> For me, I felt like it was a major decision. Yeah. You know, man, it 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 was not only um, a great feeling when I finished. It was an extremely um, satisfying, and I mean, because I got that, I got those masters because of the grace of God and also the support of my wife. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. My, our kids were little, um, and I remember one time we went home and to visit my family in Tidewater, and I was at my sister's house, and it was the Fourth of July weekend, and um, on the Fourth of July, after like you know having some hot dogs and hamburgers and hanging out. My wife went back to my mom and dad's house with the kids. Her, my brother-in-law at the time went to work. Oh no, he went to hang out. My sister went to work. And I remember um, I had three quizzes and two papers. <laughs> and I basically, after doing all that, hanging out with the family and everything, I pulled an all-nighter. Mm-hmm. I remember I, I did like, I was knocking out papers and quizzes i thought i was gonna die bro like <laughs> i got into a zone though man i got into a zone where i just yeah. was like it again it's that level of competition and the mindset mm-hmm. i had when i played when i told myself i could do anything yeah. so like i basically pulled an all-nighter but it wasn't anything i was foreign to because at tech i had a few all-nighters man because mm-hmm. you know when you're an athlete you have practice and sometimes you don't get home till 10 30. And you have work to do, but it was rough, man, because I was like, yo, it's the fourth of July and I'm doing all this work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like on the fourth, not that I, you know, real talk, I don't even like the fourth of July. I don't even I don't even care about that holiday. If they got rid of it, I wouldn't care one bit. <laughs> Me either. I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> it's an over I don't I don't even like fireworks. I've never liked fireworks. But <laughs> here's the thing: it's the fact that you're working all night and all your friends and family are doing, are, are doing something else. Yeah. So yeah. That's the part that was kind of messing with my mind. But yeah. as you mentioned, I had to pivot and make it pop. Yeah, I had a my, my very first um, class in my graduate program, my MBA program was this managerial accounting class, which just like it, it, it terrified me because I took an accounting class at Virginia Tech. And I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a math lo- lover, but mm-hmm. accounting is a different kind of math, uh-huh. you know, and, and I hated it. 
So that's why I didn't, I didn't major. I didn't I major in economics. I didn't major in accounting. So I had to go to a fraternity conference up in Baltimore. So we were having our national convention in Baltimore, and I was the chapter president. So I, I got to go, right? So I'm up there for that thing, and I'm like, okay, I, I got this class. And I'm telling myself the whole week, you know, I'm not going to be out here in the street with my brothers. I'm going to be in my room doing my homework. Man, it, it came It came to Friday. I still hadn't done no homework. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I gotta get this work done. I gotta get this work done. So me and my me and my chapter brother, we were like, man, Matt, let's break out. Let's break out um early. Um what was it? Early it was early, real, real late Saturday night. So we drove back to Raleigh from Baltimore and I got in and I said, Okay, I'm gonna go to sleep for a little while. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna get this work done. So I, I wake up and get this work done. This is the first week of the class. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm already wow. scared. I'm already scared to death. And I, I get up and I'm, so I'm doing this work and I'm just like, and, and, and I, I can't figure it out. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what they're doing and why they're doing it. You know, mm-hmm. I can recreate stuff, but I, I was having a hard time recreating this math. And, 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 and then mm-hmm. my mom and dad, you know, I'm sitting in, in, in my, in my family, in the family room where my office was. And I get a knock on the door. It's my mom and dad. So they wow. just drove, they just drove down from Virginia to spend the day. I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're not gonna get me because I gotta I gotta be here. And man, I was doing that, I was up doing that homework. I know until probably about what I mean. Well, I had to get it in by midnight. So it, it was probably 11 30 before I finished, man. And my mom and dad, I could hear them in there just giggling and talking to my wife and the girls. And it's like I had I could I, I could have no part of it. Yeah. Because yeah. because I had I had to, I had to be right here. Because in this class, it was the first class. If you didn't get a C or better, you couldn't you couldn't move on. No doubt. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, okay. So I, I got to mm-hmm. do this. I got I got to do mm-hmm. this. So, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, so, I mean, you know, you, you got to lock in when you got to lock in. <laughs> no doubt. You got to lock in. No, that's, you know? a great way, that's a great way to say it. Yeah. So, so, so t- tell me a little bit about what, what you're doing with, 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 with your company, man. Cause you know, I've, I've been seeing the t-shirts pop up all online everywhere. And I'm like, I got to order me a t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I got you, man. Just, uh, you know, matter of fact, after we're done here, man, shoot me a text, man. I got you, man. Size and address. I got you. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. But um, the victory life thing is my practice, my business, man. So, you know, it's kind of confusing to some people because they're like, yo, seems like victory life does everything. So victory life, there's victory life, my LLC, and then there's victory life youth sports. Victory life youth sports is my 501c nonprofit uh, group that is basically um you know where we we have aau teams and basketball but we also um really are big on just trying to get, get kids to engage in community service while playing sports and helping them you know reach their academic and athletic goals uh, victory life was started first in 2018 but it really was started years before that the name came to me and i just sat on it um the victory life name came from me the leave a legacy part came from my wife. So like she came up with the tagline. So if we ever don't make it, she gets half. Um, but now nah, I'm just playing. We don't, we don't, we don't make it. Um, but <laughs> no, but I mean, it is the victory life LLC is basically therapeutic mentoring groups, individual and family counseling and, you know, therapeutic mentoring. And then I started that in 2018 and then it kind of morphed into this thing where um, I've been doing radio and television and a lot of stuff with, you know, speaking engagements for de- for two, two, two decades, even really almost three if you count high school. So for 30 years, I've been getting paid and volunteering to run my mouth, to inspire, to motivate, to speak. Victory Life is basically taking everything I've done the last 30 years and putting it into my business because I still speak. I speak at commencements, graduations in front of two, 3,000 people. I've spoken in front of 500 people. Um, I do symposiums and mental health prevention, you know, symposiums and workshops. All that stuff is Victory Life, Leave a Legacy. You know, it's really helping people understand the importance of, you know, taking that next step, as you mentioned, the pivot and overcoming adversity, like, you know, what you're pushing and also learning how to make a way for themselves and inspiring mm-hmm. and empowering. And then the shirts and the hoodies, man, I mean, that took on a life of its own because <laughs> I think, you know, the crazy thing about it is, is that I, I give my two daughters credit. So like um, one day, right, right before the pandemic, 
um, started, um, I was like, I'm going to just get some shirts made. So um, I went to this place called Slopers and Manassas where I get all my jerseys and uniforms done. And I was like, hey, after my logo and everything was created by this guy named Keon, my sister-in-law found for me. I had my logo and everything. I had my tagline. I was like, you know, I just want to get some merch. I want to get some shirts and hoodies because she, the Slopers lady, Sarah, was doing my jerseys and, and, and stuff for my teams. And she was like, all right. So I looked at the font. I got some fonts and everything like that, played around with it. And then I just said, okay, I'm going to go with this. And she said, all right, I'm going to print you 10 shirts and 10 hoodies. Let's see how they look. And then I had my two daughters put them on. And I put I didn't even go on Instagram, Snapchat, or, or or Twitter. I just said Facebook. You know, that's that's a more safer place because Twitter and Instagram, you have a lot of people. Um mm-hmm. and Facebook is I can control that because it's my friends, and you know. And I took a picture of them and within minutes it got likes, love, shares. It was like my DMs were like, Hey, I want one, I want one. How much are they? And next thing you know, man, like every month, man, people are like, hey, how much is it for a shirt or a hoodie? Or they're like, hey, um, I really love what you're doing. And I, I mean, the whole thing is it's the Victory Life movement. So the hoodies and T-shirts and sweatpants and hats and things like that are a representation of the Victory Life movement, which is positivity. You know, it's empowering. It's inspiring. It's 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 mental health. It's 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 being a positive influence in your community and people if you notice anybody that gets that hoodie or that t-shirt they feel better it doesn't have superpowers but it represents <laughs> so much more just people you notice it's like people love it they they yeah yeah i've um, seen it and I, and I and i got it trademarked you know because i was like okay let me go ahead and get this trademark before somebody named raheem in alaska takes it and starts <laughs> making their own shirts even though I'm not a fa- I'm not a fashion mogul. I didn't I didn't create it to get a clothing line. It was just something I wanted that was visible to push my brand and business forward. And you know, the high school and middle school kids love it. The older people love it. Elderly, the middle you know, middle aged people love it. Um, you know, it's it's actually and you know my best one of my best friends, Tyrone Tyne. When it really started to pop off after like a year, he was just like, you know what's crazy about it, Vic? It just shows what good people, great people can do because people are wearing your shirts and T-shirts and hoodies and it's got your name in it, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's V-I-C-K. Right, oh, right, right. Life. He said, so it's like um, people are really giving you so much respect because they're wearing it and it has VI, it has my last name in it. Right. Victory right. Life. And and people say, Oh, you know, why'd you do that? I said, um, I just like I thought it looked good and also wanted to make sure that I stay connected. And plus, to be real, there are a lot of victory lives without decay across the country, churches and nonprofits. Like, I know. I saw I saw them when I was looking it up, looking you up. Yeah, I saw all right. of that. And I was like, nah, I'm not getting rid of the name. So, you know, I'm having this conversation with myself. I'm like, I'm not giving up my name. I'm not giving this up. I, I like the way this flows. So I was like, I'm just going to put that K in it. Right. And nobody had it. And, um, you know, it's crazy, man. So I'm blessed, man. Like, I think the thing about this Victory Life movement is it's a business my kids can take on. Right. But it's one of those things, too, is, in 2046 and 2046 if i'm still here or wherever how old i'll be i'm not good at math like you um <laughs> the victory life movement will still be seen and shown and yeah. there will be there will be people that will take that on yeah and then yeah, they'll that's... say hey they'll say dwight vick founder and owner of victory life started this brand in 2018 now in 2050 he's helped this and this has been done and you'll see kids and that's what I know. And that's the thing about being a business owner and an entrepreneur. You have to be, and this is, I've, I've always been this way. Um, you have to be a visionary. I've always been a visionary. Like, I remember when I first met my wife, I said, you're going to be my girlfriend. And she won't feel in me like that. She liked me, but she won't. But then, like, you know, I, I see stuff of my three kids. I, I've spoken a lot of stuff into existence for the right reasons. And that's a gift. 
you know, because none of that comes from my ego. That comes from a good place in my heart. Right. Right. Yeah, you I agree, man. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in legacy. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, and and I push it on my daughters all the time. It's like, you know, what what is the world going to say when you're here, when you're gone? Mm -hmm. What is the world going to say about you? What is the world going to mm -hmm. say about me when I'm no longer here? You know, I don't, I don't, you know, some things for me, some things are black and white. Some things are a given, mm -hmm. right? So when I'm gone, you know, th th people should be able to stand up and say, I'm a good father. I was a good father because that's, yeah. that's what I'm supposed to do. But, mm -hmm. but, but outside of things that you're supposed to do, what is the world going to say about me? And, and exactly. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer of that. And, you mm -hmm. know, I, I wrote a children's book, you know, because I right. believe, I believe that, you know, when you write books, books aren't like that little little widget that you have to build mm -hmm. or like the like the iPhone where you have to keep on improving it. You know, you write you write a book, man. It's out there for the rest of time. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, yep. I wrote a, a children's book and, and you know dedicated to my daughters. And my daughters are the two main characters of the book. Nice. You know, just just to get it out into the world. It was a story yeah. that I had in my head and to, to do it. So, you know, I, I do I do a lot of things just to show my daughters. Just like anybody, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm no writer, but anybody yeah. can do. Anybody yeah. can do anything, you know. There's there's nothing yeah. outside of the realm of possibility for for anybody if you just mm -hmm. make that decision to I'm going to go do it. So, mm -hmm. no, well, man, fine. look, I'm I'm I, I, I wasn't going to hold you all night. I, I'm I'm glad I, I was able to get you on. You know, awesome conversation. You know, and and I'll definitely be reaching out to you about that about a t-shirt, bro. Because <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I've been seeing you know, and, and you know, we know a lot of the same people, and so on social media because of Virginia Tech, and 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 I and I and I'll see somebody I know, I'm like I got okay, she's rocking a a, a victory life shirt. I, I got to get me one. Yeah, you know what's crazy too is that the victory life, my son and them and my 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 kids would be like. Yo, I saw a guy, or I saw someone wear it on. I'm like, I don't know them. And they're like, you don't? I'm like, nah. I said, that's what I mean is I have people that I just got, I just submitted an order to somebody in uh, Texas. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know there was a Roanoke, Texas. Um, yeah, it is. It's a Roanoke. And, and the dude, he's, I, I'm, I, I look, we're not friends. I don't know him. His name didn't ring a bell. And that's why I know it's headed in the right direction because there are people wearing it um that i don't know um that they order it or a woman or a woman i may know orders it and she orders a bunch of shirts and hoodies for people that may have seen me speak they may know about my business or they saw a mutual friend or someone with it on they liked it i have a a friend i used to provide services to her son and she works in the government she's got a very high security clearance and she was overseas and she said her and her daughter was wearing it and she said two people came up to her. So I actually love that shirt. I love those hoodies. I love the little name. And and I you know, it makes me feel good. Like obviously I'm not Nike, you know, I'm not under armor. But here's the thing. Um, if you really want that to be your movement, you have to believe you are, right? right. And that's the way I live my life. But again, it comes from a good place and I want it to be the right place, right? So Man, yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. This has been great. You know. So, so, so how, so how can people get in contact with you? Find Victory Life. You know. So, you know, um, I'm everywhere online. Um, I'm on Twitter at Vic757. Also, have a Victory Life Twitter account, V I C K T O R Y Life. It's on Twitter. I have a Instagram, Victory Life Instagram, um, and then also have. Well, that's my private one. I'm not giving that out. Um, the Victory Life Instagram is. You can see a bunch of pictures on there um, of so many people from pastors, cancer survivors, children, middle schools, moms, couples, uh, all nationalities. And then, you know, we also have the Victory Life Facebook page. We have the Victory Life YouTube page. Um, subscribe and share some phenomenal interviews with some amazing people, former athletes, parents. You know, I got I got some great stuff coming out here the next couple of months. And then, of course, um, you know, um, you know, I'm on Twitter. You know, if you ever want to just hit me up at Vic757. So um, you what's, want your, no what's, your, what's your web page? You, you got a web page? The yeah. web page, yeah. Uh, www.victorylife.com. You can okay. order shirts and hoodies off that, too. Um, we don't have an advanced situation where we have, like, cash app. You have to either um, order and you have to build through PayPal. But people do it all the time. Or 
if you have a large, large order, if you or you want a specialized one, you can email me at victorylife at gmail.com. So V-I-C-K-T-O-R-Y life at gmail.com. And my business still is 703-398-0183. But don't spam me. If you call me unavailable or some funny number, I'm hitting ignore. <laughs> so anyway. Well, yeah. man, look, I, I appreciate you so much for your time, man. Great conversation. Like I said, we'll we'll we'll, we'll definitely connect after this because, like I said, I mean, there, you know, I mean, I really like things that you're doing and and and, and you're hard mm-hmm. for for working with youth and families, mm-hmm. man. That's that's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. I'm gonna keep doing it. I appreciate you, and you keep doing your thing, man. Um, it's a great thing you got going on with the Force Pivot, man. So keep that moving. Keep that okay. moving. I will, yep. brother. All yep. right, talk to you soon. Yes, sir. All right, bye bye. Hey y'all, good, good, great show. Um, like I said, I've, n- I've never talked to this brother in my life, but you know, he, you know, just watching someone to think that he's doing, you know, he's definitely a person that 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 I need need to be, you know, someone to be in my circle. I like to be in his circle just because of the things he's doing. It's all all positivity, um, and, and, and you can hear it in his voice just by by the the passion he has for the things that he's doing, the moves that he's that he's made to put him where he is today. Um, you know, definitely a good person to know, you know, definitely support him, you know, go, go, go check him out on, look, look him up on all social media platforms. You know, I'm pretty sure that you'll, you'll, you'll be, be glad that you did, but, but I'm going to let you go again. This is our episode 22. Um, you know, our season one is going to end on episode 25, you know, cause like I said, I've, I've, I've shared a lot, but I mean, there, there are just some things I need, I need, to, I need to share that I'm, you know, I told you before I've been building up some courage to do so. Um, so definitely thank you for, for listening in, you know, like the show, you know, subscribe to the show, pass it on, you know, share it with your friends, go back and listen to past episodes. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure that you'll be, you'll be glad that you did. I definitely look forward to your support. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Follow us on all podcast platforms and social media at the force pivot, go subscribe, share the show with everyone, you know. We will be back soon with another awesome episode and guest. Remember, no life is lived in a straight line, and we must live, learn, and adapt.